0: Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Theater 5 presents He Was a Good Boy.
2: It's me, Nan.
3: Oh, thank goodness you scared me half to death. I couldn't imagine who was in the basement. What are you doing down there? Is someone with you?
2: No, it's
0: no one, Nan. <laughs> Uh, a couple of the guys, man. Uh, we're we're warming ourselves by the furnace. It's freezing out.
3: Oh, it must be. I I couldn't get warm all evening. This old house is like a morgue. Where were you?
2: Around. Uh, uh, no place special. It's
3: too cold. Oh, I thought you were going to the
2: movies. <laughs>
3: no, no, we changed our
2: minds. What? I said we didn't go. There was
3: only a western. Oh, I see. Your voice sounds peculiar. Do you have a cold? No. Joey? No, ma'am. I don't have a cold. Oh, well, that's good. How's the furnace? Does it need more coal?
2: <laughs> Joey? Yeah, ma'am.
3: What's going on? Is anything the matter?
2: Are you all right? I'm okay. It's <laughs> just that These guys are horsing around. Man. You, you go out to bed, Nan. It's late.
3: Uh, are you down there too, Tommy?
2: Yes, Mrs. Hollis.
3: Well, I knew I'd met you before. <laughs> I even remembered the name. Uh, who's the other boy?
2: What other boy? But, Oh, Nan, uh, it's Raymond. He's a friend
3: from school. Oh, how do you do, Raymond? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I,
3: I can see we all have the giggles tonight. It must be catching. Uh, uh, Joey? Yes, ma'am. Yes. There's uh, half a cake here from yesterday, uh, but it's still fresh. I had it wrapped in wax paper it's a kind you like chocolate with fudge icing uh, you can have that and make yourselves uh, cocoa there's plenty of milk now make it nice and hot that'll warm you <laughs> joey uh, i'll get the things ready i'll set off the cups now you come up soon you hear that's a good boy <laughs>
1: him. Come on, hold him. Do I have to carry him alone? What, what is it?
4: What's happened? What's the matter with Joey? I don't know. He's out cold. He, he's
0: sick, I guess. We had to carry him up the stairs. Yeah. Joey? Joey? Well, look at his color
3: and his eyes. Is he drunk? What is it? Were you boys drinking down there?
2: Answer me. No, we weren't no, we were
3: no. Honest. Well, then what is it? Oh, Joey, loosen his collar. Oh, dear heaven, what is it? Joey! Well, don't stand there, boys. We can't leave him on the floor. Help me get him into his bed. I'm going. I'm okay. getting out of here.
2: Yeah, let's go. Please.
0: Mrs. Hollis?
3: He won't speak to me. He won't open his eyes.
0: Mrs. Hollis, I'm Dr. Benson. I got here as soon as I could. Now, please tell me what happened. You weren't exactly coherent on the telephone.
3: They they, they ran, both of them. Tommy and that other boy. And I begged them to stay to help me. I tried to give him brandy and water. His lips were so blue. And he kept moaning. Mrs. Hollis,
0: look at me, please. Give me your hand. Now... Try to be calm, and please make sense. Now tell me, what is it? Who is ill? It's Joey,
3: my grandson.
0: Where is he? Will you take me to him, please?
3: Right here, through this door. The the kitchen. There. You see, I had to leave him. I hadn't the strength to take him to his bed. How could I? I I put the pillow under his head and covered him with two quilts. He was shaking, so I I couldn't stop him. Please,
0: Mrs. Hollis, be quiet just a moment. Hmm. Ah, Mrs. Hollis.
3: Yes, I know. There's no need to tell me.
0: I'm sorry. Oh, Mrs. Hollis, please.
3: (laughs) If I, if only I hadn't been so distraught, if I had thought to call an ambulance quickly.
0: (laughs) Mrs. Hollis, I don't think anything would have helped. I'm, I'm sure it would have been too late. That's small comfort, I know, but at least... Mrs. Hollis, where's your phone? I must call the police. Are you alone here? Alone? Just you and the boy?
3: Yes. Well, why must the police come? I don't understand.
0: It's necessary. After all, this wasn't a natural death. I'm afraid they'll all be here. Not only the police, but a reporter or two. Now, will you be able to face all that?
3: Well, if I must... Why? I I still don't understand. What did you say? It, it wasn't a, a natural death?
0: You saw his arm.
3: His arm? What do you mean?
0: Mrs. Hollis, look. There. And there. Do you see? Wait. Here, look at all these scars. All these tiny punctures. Why, there must be 20 or more.
3: What?
0: Mrs. Hollis, this boy has been taking something. Heroin, probably. He died from an overdose. He died from what? Well... What did you think killed your grandson?
3: I I didn't think about it at all, clearly. Once I knew he was dead, it didn't seem to matter. And what must have passed through my mind when they first dragged him from the cellar was his asthma. He was always so short of breath. he, He could never run like the other boys. So I must have thought, oh, what am I to believe now? Now that you've examined my dead boy... That he died from a drug? Dope of some kind? Isn't that what you said? Do you expect me to believe? To believe that my boy was an addict? Some kind of. What is that vile word they use in the street? Some kind of junkie? Oh, no. Oh,
2: Doctor, no, no.
4: My Joey
2: was a good boy. A oh, good boy! <laughs>
0: Pull. It's routine, isn't that what they say?
2: But the, all those
3: policemen, do they need five men for one small, dead boy?
0: Now, <laughs> now, Mrs. Hollis, you've been so good up till now.
3: Oh, I, I'm all right. Who is that young woman by the window with her bleached hair and fancy notebook?
0: She's a reporter. Her name is Desmond... She writes about cases like this.
3: For the newspapers?
0: For one of them, the journal. She's been doing a series of articles on the city's, uh, well, drug traffic.
1: That's for you, Halloran. Take it, I'm busy.
3: Will she write about Joey? How he died?
0: Well, that depends on you, I suspect. Now, will you want to talk to her? Oh, here comes Detective Halloran. I... Uh, I'll stop by in the morning to see how you are, Mrs. Uh-huh. Hollis. You leaving, Doc? I've got to. I'm two hours late on another call.
1: So long, Halloran. So long, Doc. Mrs. Hollis, I'm Detective Halloran, Narcotics Squad. I'm sorry. Sorry for your trouble. You think you can answer a few questions?
3: Uh, I'll try. Good.
1: Good. Just, just routine stuff. Oh, uh, your name is... Hollis, Nan Hollis. Yeah. And the address, two nine nine Cape Horn, right? Yes. And the boy, the grandson, he was Hollis too, Joseph John. Yes. And his age. Miss Hollis, how old was the boy?
3: My joy, my joy, was just.
1: Seventeen. I never saw the one boy who was here, the boy Raymond, until tonight. And Tommy, you met him once before, but don't know his last name or where he lives.
3: I'm sorry.
1: So am I, Mrs. Hollis. So am I. It sure doesn't make my job any easier. Well, I guess that does it for tonight.
4: Well, perhaps you could tell us about some of Joey's other friends, Mrs. Hollis. Other boys who might have known Raymond or Tom. And just
1: when, Miss Desmond, did you become a member of the narcotics squad? Oh,
4: sorry, Lieutenant. I just thought I could help.
1: Well, your motives are good, I'm told. So I'll forgive you this time. I'm gone now. I'll leave McCrary here in the outside hall. If you need anything, Mrs. Hollis, just speak to the officer. Thank you. And Clara. Uh,
4: yes, Lieutenant.
1: Take it easy. She's a sweet old lady. Too sweet?
4: Do you buy all that? All what? Oh, I don't know. I've got a rotten mind, I guess. But someone that sweet and innocent is just plain weird to me. Or hiding something mighty dirty.
1: Believe me, Clara, there's nothing for you here.
4: Well, I'm not so sure. There's at least one peg to hang my hat on. Joey was a good boy, Lieutenant.
1: Oh, he said his prayers.
4: Yeah. Every night he said, Bless Granny, bless Mommy, bless my nice connection.
3: I don't know much about her. She lives abroad in Europe somewhere. I don't have the address.
4: Oh, then you aren't friendly. No. I uh, didn't
3: approve of my daughter in law's second marriage. Mm. We don't correspond. We never did.
4: So Joey had no parents at all? Not really, huh? His father died when he was four, and his mother, um, when did she leave?
3: One month after his father's death, Miss uh-huh. Desmond. One month exactly. She just packed and left. Fortunately, I had a small income this old house which my husband left me. Otherwise, we couldn't have managed. Uh-huh. Uh, I've not been well, you know there have been certain doctor bills that cost a great deal.
2: Sure.
3: But Joy was always good about money. He'd been earning, supporting himself, really, since he was, oh, goodness knows, 11, 12 years old. How? So many ways. Uh, paper route, I think, to begin with. Night jobs of one kind or another. Boys, good-looking, nice-spoken boys like Joey, have a way of making money.
4: All kinds of ways.
3: Yes, yes. He bought all his own clothes and always seemed to have more than enough money for, well, whatever boys do.
4: What about his friends? Did he have a girl? A girl? Now, he, he must have known girls. No, I mean someone he saw often. Someone he was fond of well no at least he never spoke of any and boys his own age what about them
2: well
3: i don't know really he he was out so much he was he was a restless
4: boy surely you knew some of them didn't you didn't he have his friends to the house here yes yes sir to play ping pong cards records to drink soda or beer to watch tv anything weren't they welcome well of course they were welcome He simply never brought them home.
3: Oh. Perhaps it was out of consideration for my health. But it was his choice, his decision, whatever the reason. He had his life, his privacy, and I had mine. I wasn't the kind to interfere.
4: Oh, come now, Mrs. Hollis. What's your guess? You don't bring a boy up, live with him all his life, and not know something about him. Miss Desmond, I agreed to answer your questions
3: because of Lieutenant Halloran. Now, he told me that your work, that you have been writing for your
4: newspaper, that your work was important. It is. What makes a boy turn to narcotics? And who better than you can answer? Mrs. Hollis, tell me about Joey. What do you think? Did he feel lost, abandoned, unloved because of his parents? Was he lonely, depressed? Did he do it because he was mixed up a different? Stop it! I won't put up with any more of this. He was a good boy.
3: I don't know how it happened, but however it happened, it wasn't Joey's fault. The Lord's ways are strange. Now, that's something that wouldn't occur to you, would it, young lady?
4: That maybe the Lord took my grandson because he wanted him? Just one more question. It's a strange one, Mrs. Hollis. Very strange. But I must ask it because... Well, I've been watching you all evening, and I noticed how often, how very often you touch your arm, the the left one inside the elbow, as if it was sensitive or sore. Are you aware that you do it? Or is this an unconscious gesture? If you're implying what I think you are, you must be insane. I see you understand the implication instantly. No hesitation at all. Well, let me tell you this. I've been at this rotten business a long, long time. There are no surprises left. I'm shockproof, so help me. So here it is. If a good boy, a nice boy like Joey can become a junkie, why can't a sweet old grandmother like you be a mainliner too? And if I'm a raving psychotic, show me up for what I am. Go on. One simple gesture. Roll up your sleeves and show me your arm. All right. All right. I will. Both
3: arms, there and there. What do you see? Not a mark on either of them. Are you satisfied? Does that answer your violence ordered oh, question, Mrs. Hollis? Now I want you out of here right now. Otherwise, I'll call that officer in the hall and have him throw you out. All right, I'll,
4: I'll I'll go. <sighs> so I was wrong. I'm. I apologize, but believe me, believe me, Mrs. Hollis, there were times, many times when I was right. I I won't listen. I won't listen. No one wants to listen. It's all on the other side of the tracks. It couldn't possibly happen here, no, until it does. And then somehow it hasn't happened at all. I'll go now. Good night, Mrs. Hollis. I was pretty rough, I know, but maybe you understand why. Please forgive me. Good night.
3: Miss Desmond. Yes? Forgiveness is merely a word easily used. I'm not sure if it can be of value to either of us. If you feel obligated to make amends of some kind then do so in a way that is meaningful to me. How is that? I ask a favor. Yes? When you write whatever it is you must for your newspaper, about Joey, I mean, I want you to say you must put down that he was a good boy, because he was. He was, Miss Desmond. Joey was a good boy,
2: a good boy.
1: Theater 5 has presented He Was a Good Boy, written by Richard Lortz, directed by Ted Bell. In the cast, Alice Yerman, George Petrie, Natalie Priest, Hal Studer, Larry Robinson, and Ronald Liss. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments.